Hi, I'm Avery. And I am Lily. And welcome back to From the Closet. Today we are covering Lady and the Tramp. Um, the 1955 version, not the 2019 version. Why? Why did they make that into a movie? What? Who? I want to meet the person who thought that was a good idea. <laughs> like, actually. Well, I mean, they've been doing a lot of these lately, and I think that version, um, I think that version didn't even release in theaters. Um, I think it just went straight to Disney Plus. Like it should have. Um, but yeah, so you'll find a link below to purchase Lady and the Tramp. Um, you can also find this on Disney Plus. Yeah. Also, since I mean, I see a lot of low numbers on uh, the um, streaming stuff. Um, like Spotify, and I keep reminding myself, oh yeah, I barely talk about this on the podcast. I should do that more, and then I don't do it. So now I'm going to be doing it. Reminder, we do have Spotify and are probably on your favorite uh, spot podcast streaming service. Unless your favorite podcast streaming service is iHeartRadio, because fuck them. Yeah. If, <laughs> if your favorite streaming service is is iHeartRadio. I suggest getting a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Also, we have a Twitter. I'm Which you don't be... even update. <laughs> I do, actually. It's automatic. Well, you don't update, you don't update the Instagram. I never see new yeah. posts from our Instagram. I was going to be saying that. Thank you for bringing that up, Avery. Um, <laughs> I'll be hopefully playing on um, updating our Instagram a lot more. Hopefully someone will be teaching me how to use Instagram properly because I I don't know that much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, regarding this movie, um, I haven't seen it in literally decades. Um, and I remember not liking it very much as a kid. Now I think it's like, okay. <laughs> not something I particularly care to watch again, but yeah. I didn't hate watching it this time. I have um, a completely different background. <laughs> so, so go ahead. Um, I was, I remember this. I was with my grandparents and it was when his every so often we're like, we're releasing this old movie from the vault and it was lady in the tramp. And I was like, Oh, I want that. I want that DVD. Yeah, that that was definitely a thing I saw a lot of um, mm -hmm. back when I was a kid. Was like, oh, now releasing from the Disney Vault, and it, it it was basically a big problem because people would pirate Disney movies because they just couldn't buy them, um, because Disney wouldn't release them. And now, and now we have Disney Plus. Yeah, now they're on Disney Plus and purchasable everywhere digitally. So. It's really not that big of a deal anymore. Um, but I remember it was this moment that actually, and I got the DVD. I still have the DVD when I was a kid. The, the Blu-ray was scratched up, so I discarded it. But I still have the DVD. I'm amazed that the DVD got scratched up. I'm sorry. I'm amazed that the Blu-ray got scratched up before the DVD. 
Because Blu-rays actually have more scratch resistance on them. Honestly, I think it was a mistake throwing that away because I later found out that my PlayStation 3 was going haywire with Blu-ray discs. And now I'm wondering if it the PlayStation 3 was the problem. Yeah, PlayStation 3s have um, been having issues with Blu-ray. Um... um Mine like, it's a well-known thing at this point that eventually the Blu-ray portion, like, the thing the thing in the PS3 that plays Blu-rays just stops working randomly. I actually haven't it, played my PlayStation 3 in a long time, in a while. Well, I actually streamed um, on it a bit. Mine no longer works, like, no, yeah, uh, the Blu-ray mine thing. Can only, mine will no longer accept dual layer. And except, yeah. you know, like all my games, just fine. But dual layered Blu-ray, nada. Yep. It's and a, it, it's a massive issue that. because, it's a massive issue because like I have a lot of Blu-rays mm -hmm. and um, now I have no way to play them. <laughs> yeah. Now I wish I still had that, um, the Blu-ray disc. Because I remember there were so many more extras on there. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyway, we've gotten really off track. Regarding this movie, I really like the score. I'm not a fan of the musical numbers, um, except for the one that plays in the beginning, and then um, it plays again later. This is the night, I believe. Yeah, it, yeah, and that one plays again later in the movie as well. I um, do love that one. Actually, because most of the time I forget about this movie, and then I remember, it's like, oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing, like, it really, like, I'm not a big animal person. Um, I pretty much only like cats and dolphins, and that's it. Um, and some fish, I guess. But, like... I really, at the same time, I really dislike seeing the mistreatment of animals. Mm -hmm. And uh, this movie has a lot of that. <laughs> like, Obviously shown in negative light. Yeah, like Disney, it, it kind of feels like Disney is calling it out, um, which is good. But then they also like did some, they did some bad with this movie too. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of stereotyping. And you know, of course, oh, right? They, I, it, of course, they recognize that now. I guess we should get into that. This movie has since forth been put um, a warning label when you watch the movie on Disney Plus, and I forget what it says, but like these, this, these depictions were wrong then, and they're wrong now. I think is what it says. Yes. Yeah. That's, um, that's what I was going to say. And obviously we're just discussing this movie and for what it was back when it released. Yeah, but like, it, I, I think it's fair to call it out that mm -hmm. like, yes, it's wrong. And also I feel like Disney's not really making up for what they did. Because like putting that little disclaimer up there doesn't really show change. Um like it really doesn't. It's it, it fit at the time when they started doing it with movies. It felt like just a um, 
just a way to get people off their back so that they could still continue to stream the movie anyway. And now it seems like they're trying to do more good representation, but they're not really doing a good job at it from what I've seen. Um, Southeast Asians didn't particularly like Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, I think Moana, I think I heard that that one was actually pretty good. Oh, but, and Colombians I mean, I'm not love... Um, okay, so most, I guess I can't say, all of Colombia loves um, the Encanto. But I can say from what I've seen, a lot of um, Colombians really loved that movie. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of people saying that the representation in Encanto was actually really good. But I haven't seen it. And I'm not Polynesian, so I can't really say for sure yeah. um, on like how Polynesians feel about Moana. But from what I've heard, it was mostly well-received. It's just Raya and the Last Dragon and Mulan 2020 Ugh. fell off hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Oh, that was, that slipped so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was nice to see Disney kind of calling out animal cruelty. Um, in particular, there's, okay, so I, I do want to talk a little bit about stuff before you get into summary, summarizing the plot. Um, <laughs> so there's this one scene in the movie where, um, Okay, actually, before that, I'm going to talk about uh, ladies' uh, owners. <laughs> it just reminded me of, like, the subreddit r slash straights being okay. Like, lady actually thinks their names are Jim Deer and, Darling, uh, and Darling, because what that's that? what they always call each other. <laughs> like, that was adorable. Um, now... Whichever one has the ant, I don't like her. If I find if I found out that I let someone watch my pet and they mistreated my pet, I would literally not only never let them watch my pet again, but I would cut them out of my life. And, and like I don't actually own a pet, but like I would love to have a cat at some point. It seems like the ant um has the punishment as seen at the end of the movie. <laughs> no, it didn't really feel like she got any sort sort of punishment. Well, it was a time lapse. So, I just uh, filled in the gaps. But, yeah, like, um, so, another thing, like, she tries to put a muzzle on Lady. I definitely don't think it's, like, this may just be me, but I don't think muzzling is okay ever. Um, um, yeah. I cannot even, like, muzzling in that sense, not fine. Muzzling where I'm, like, because obviously I have experience and background in a vet clinic. Oh, God, it's needed. Okay. But, like, goodness gracious. Like, it... It reminded me of uh, spoilers for Avatar The Last Airbender real quick. Like, the thing that she does is very clearly abuse, and it mm -hmm. reminded me of that scene in Avatar The Last Airbender when Aang um, 
found out that the sandbenders muzzled Appa, and that was the thing that sent him over the edge. Um, and I can't actually say about that muzzle, but most you know, muzzles to they be fair, actually we never saw it. Well, yeah, but most muzzles that you'd actually see on like dogs that are, you know, going out through you know parks and whatnot, that would be um like they're enough to breathe in. Like they're actually not that bad. Obviously, I know firsthand, uh, you know how to put them on, you know how doctors put them on, but and a big part is. Obviously, they're used for modes of like, oh, they're on a walk near people, probably, you know, so they don't bite. Never should be put on, like, on a daily basis, like, just around the house. Yeah, it it definitely very clearly showed that, like, you know, this was being abusive. And then there's the scene in the uh the pound which i don't particularly like very much uh pounds are dog pounds are notorious for being horrible so Mm -hmm. no surprise there um i Um, yeah i actually um at one of the clinics we've worked with a um adoption center and actually that's where we got uh, one of my dogs uh chuck here Adoption is definitely the best way to go with... Uh, God, they're pricey. Jesus. Yeah, adoption is usually the best way to go. You don't really want to go with breeders um, mm-hmm. most of the time. Uh, of course, you know, sometimes you don't always have the option. So, like, you try to find someone who's, like... I think there's... But, there are options and there are ways to look into each individual breeder as mm-hmm. well. So, um, I, um, going from my experience, I want to talk about, you remember the first scene with the tramp and he was going to get br- breakfast. There's this, yes. the one biggest stereotype with dogs. They eat bones. I'm going to say what my mom has always said. Bone on bone, one's going to break. Yeah, and then, like, people throw chicken bones to their dogs, and I'm like, no. I think I remember I remember hearing something about how chicken bones are especially bad. I'm not sure, but, I mean, knowing from what I know about you know, cooking, it cook, um, like, salmonella? But that's just a theory. I'm, I, I'm just personally not sure which one it is. Mm-hmm. Like, what the issue is, I just know that chicken bones in particular are especially bad for dogs. Yeah, people but, are, like, from this, people are thinking, oh, yeah, Dogs love bones and whatnot. Like, think about if you tried to eat bones. Your teeth would break. I've broken bones before when eating something. Um, and it was very uncomfortable, and I had to spit a piece out. Like, ugh. Exactly. Like, but 
yeah, I hate eating things with bones in them because, like, that alone makes me uncomfortable. And I'm not vegetarian or vegan or anything, but, like, you know, if something has, like, if the meat has a bone in it, I don't want to eat it. I mean, you know, I like drumsticks or or ribs, you know, something you can actually hold with the bone. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to eat ribs. Really? Like, if I ever get chicken wings, I get boneless wings. Mm. I know a lot of people would argue with that, but um, this is a movie podcast, not a... That actually be interesting. Uh, food and then, podcast. okay, so... Um, one more thing, and I'll let you get on with summarizing the plot. Of course. Um, yeah. I absolutely hated the scene with the beaver. Um, because, mm. like, when the, when people have whistling sounds through oh. their teeth, yeah, I hate it. And that was literally the, the beaver's entire gimmick, was whistling through the teeth. I hate that. It hurts my ears. Anyway, uh, go on and... Kind of summarize the plot and give your thoughts. Yeah, I if you I find it a bit weird how you usually do it unless it's a Disney animated film about dogs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a dog person, guys. Oh, also, real quick, this movie is now the oldest movie we've ever covered. Really? Oh yeah. Um this this movie was actually made while Walt Disney was alive. Yeah, this movie was 1955, and our previous oldest movie was 1961. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking about the, um, the movie we just, like, recorded last week, and they're right, nope, that's 1970-something. 1979. Right. Yeah, last week, uh, the one we recorded last week was All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, because these don't come out in order. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, we... Open up the scene, um, to what was it? All throughout the night. Great song. Yeah, um, I recommend. That song. And oh wow, they got a new puppy. And lady is well a ras a rascal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, won't shut up. But then, like, uh, you know, Jim kind of mis... Uh, I, I feel like Jim was kind of mistreating her, you know, in this very yeah. beginning. Because, like, she didn't understand what was going on. You were just in a box, like, five minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. And, I I mean, this is how, um, you know, a relationship with dogs start. You know, you don't really know what to do, and... I think the jump cut really, you know, emphasizes, you know, Jim's like, all right, but only for tonight. And then you see, like, months later, sleeping in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, nope, you let her do it once. And, but like, you know, don't miss, <laughs> again, don't mistreat your pets, guys. I find this funny. I'm actually recording right next to my dog. <laughs> yeah, you have like three dogs, don't you? Yeah, though normally only one um, sleeps with me. Okay. Um. Then we, 
know, we go through their morning routine. Um, you know, lady, actually, and this is very, this entire scene is very accurate how it is living with dogs. And I think Jim's sentence of, can't you teach lady about Sundays? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, something else I did like about this movie is, like, while the dogs are, like, somewhat intelligent, they have limited intelligence compared to humans. And then, of course, some dogs are resentful towards humans. Um, there's, like, particularly one scene very close to where you're talking about where um, the tramp and the other two dogs are, like, talking to each other and, like... You know, they're arguing over the uh, what having a baby means for a family that has a dog. And they're both right and they're both wrong. Mm -hmm. And I actually kind of love that. Um, but it, obviously this anyway. is actually not that close. Because we haven't even met the tramp yet. Um, but we will. Oh, trust me, we will. Um, I love how, you know, he gets the paper. And he's like, uh, I love this. Seeing less and less of the headlines. <laughs> yeah. And I find this funny how it's so relatable when this movie came out. Like you said, like, this is our oldest movie in the podcast. Things don't yeah. really change, do they? Yeah, like, this movie's older than my dad. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh. And. Really, I think it's really a huge relationship with, between, um. You know. You know, the owner. And. Uh, you know, the dog. And. Rusty and the other one. <laughs> yeah, the the one with the uh, disability. Or was the Rusty who... the one with? Or was Rusty the one who was disabled? God, now I don't even remember. <laughs> um. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I guess disabled, but also the fact, like, and this also opens up so many theories with. 101 Dalmatians because they're connected. I, I would like to say that, like, you know, the disability there, like, for, for one, I would say it is a disability for a dog to not have a sense of smell. I would also say the same thing for a human, but more so for a dog. Um, okay, it was Jock, um, the... Black, I want to say, oh my god, I knew what kind of dog he was beforehand. I knew it for a fact. Why can't I? <clears throat> They're all just dog to me. Um, <laughs> I, oh, it's a Scottish Terrier. Okay. But yeah, to me, they're all just dog. Okay, so we have uh, Jock and not Rust, Trusty. Okay, I think Trusty's the one without the sense of smell, right? Yeah, um, and... 
I well, found Jock a bit ableist um, throughout the movie. He was trying to smell, like, later in the movie. Can't smell. And here's the thing about dogs. They, their hearing is good. Their smelling is good. Not a lot anywhere else. Yeah. In fact, um, the reason why you'll find dogs eating questionable things is they don't actually have that good of taste. They smell something good and are like, ooh, I want to eat that. Is that why dog food is known to taste terrible? Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> because, and here's, um, like, you know, people are spending like so much money on, you know, you know, their elite dog, um, meals. Nine out of ten, they're not tasting like half of that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny that like okay, there was this thing that happened once where um we had a family member over at my place uh mm -hmm. back when uh back when I was living with my aunt and uncle. Um and one of my okay, so that family member had a dog and they brought dog treats that kind of looked like cheese balls. One of my cousins didn't read the label, opened up the thing, and popped a cheese ball into her mouth. <laughs> and I watched her do it, too, and I was like... <laughs> I was just laughing. Oh, and here's another thing that you might not know. Dog treats are edible. Like, you can, you can eat them. In fact, yeah, I've seen she, many like, vets just straight-up eat dog treats before. No, nah, but, like, she straight up gagged and was like, Ugh! Oh, that would have been funny <laughs> if you didn't know it was a dog treat. <laughs> Obviously, um, you know, you would know dogs, it, a lot of dog treats actually have, um, white chocolate in it. Is, is white chocolate okay? Because I've heard chocolate is terrible for dogs. Yeah. But white chocolate... It has no cocoa in it. Yeah. It's and not, I've also it's not heard, actually like, chocolate. <laughs> like, I've also heard grapes are terrible for dogs, too. Yeah, you heard right. Though, I've talked to my dad a few times, and he said, Well, that is true, not for all dogs. In fact, some dogs just eat grapes um, by the plenty and feel nothing. It's an anomaly. Um, but yeah. These dogs are mostly working with um, dogs that are nearby wineries. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Continue with the, the plot. Um, we keep getting off track this episode. I mean, I kind of like it. Obviously, I have ADHD, so I have an excuse. Well, <laughs> I literally have um, experience in the field. Yeah. Um... I mean, let's get to the tramp and see how he's living his life. Alright. So we see him waking up in God knows where and, you know, take his quick shower that, that definitely doesn't look clean. 
And just are dogs ever? Fair <laughs> enough. Ugh, cleaning a dog is a pain. <laughs> and he just just goes around his life. I do like how he's just going through random restaurants like, nah, nah, not today. I mean, he's basically just like a real person at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Oh, but I love it. The way, and you mentioned it before, but the way the dogs talk. Um, the tramp goes into this, you know, neighborhood after, you know, leading this trapper. I, I've watched too much How to Train Your Dragon. Um, leading this dog, the pound person. <laughs> the pound employee. Pound, yeah. I mean, everyone needs to get a wage, am I right? <laughs> and he gets um, led into what he calls Knobsville. <laughs> and I like how he um just makes remarks like uh lid on every trash can and a fence around every tree. I don't know. I just love how the dog reactions seem real. Like they're actually dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Not something I actually really uh, thought about in 101 Dalmatians, probably because that wasn't happening. Yeah, like, 101 Dalmatians, I felt like, wasn't as good of a movie as this one was. I definitely feel that, yeah. And I can definitely see the Disney charm in this one. <laughs> yeah, I see it a little bit more than I did in We We, we had talking cats. <laughs> Oh, and now uh, there are two protagonists uh, cross into each other. While Lady is venting her troubles about that dog, being called that dog, and um, not going out for a walk. And, okay, side tangent, what the frick, why do people still use birds and the bees? What the hell birds doing to bees that makes any sense to baby. I think it might be referring to flowers. Whereas, like, like where the flower is the baby, I'm not sure. Because I don't even know how birds are... Yeah. Uh, no, thinking about that, that doesn't even make sense either. Yeah, I... Because that's just bees. <laughs> I mean, there's some flowers... Uh, some flower. No, some... Uh, birds that um, nectar, they get nectar from uh, flowers. Well, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's kind of a saying that doesn't really make too much sense, but everybody knows what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Jock and Trussier, um, you know, trying to explain about this baby. And then the tramp just rolls in as like, yeah, they're going to forget about you. 
Yeah, like I told you about this. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I was talking about this scene earlier. And like the tramp is right in that, you know, some humans are that horrible to animals. And honestly, some humans are worse. Oh, God, some are worse. Um, but that doesn't excuse the ones that like treated the tramp like crap. And, you know, the people who do the same thing. Um, but then at the same time, like he's definitely wrong. Not all, not all people who have pets are like that. And then at the same time, uh, like trusty and jock are also wrong in saying that no human could be that cruel because Mm -hmm. there are humans who do far worse or ants or aunts. Yeah. Aunt, aunt, potato, potato. Or two cats. Ugh. We're gonna get to that soon. Um, oh, reminder that this movie got a directed DVD sequel. I don't know if I want to watch it or not. Not gonna be about the podcast. It's just if if I want to watch it or not. Yeah, I actually don't know if we moved Lady and the Tramp off of our wheel. Actually, I don't remember replacing it with anything. Um, you have to check. Yeah, I'll check while you continue summarizing. Of course. Um, I remember... Now, here we have the flashbacks. Not flashbacks. Um, we have the cuts. And, you know, with each month goes by, you know, something new happens. And I want to say that while, you know, a lot of you know, the aunt's, you know, treatment is bad. This movie, for its time, actually has an actually good loving couple. Yeah. Like, for its time period, damn. I love how... Yeah, for its time period, because, like, a lot of relationships in the 50s were terrible, because it was only really in the 60s that the feminist movement really, you know got around to like actually actively destroying gender roles and and let's um be clear here um Walt Disney not like you can remember him for you know all of the movies he did that still does not excuse what you know if Walt Disney would see what Disney is doing now you would wholeheartedly approve. Actually, no, he would, you know, he was from the 60s, probably said more racism and, I don't know, other things. But, yeah, because, like, Disney also did movies like Song of the South. I don't know if he himself did that, but that was, like, uh-huh. that was something I'll the company dates. did at one point. <laughs> yeah, like, whoo! I, I, I'm glad Song of the South is not on Disney+. Plus. And it probably never. But my point is, Walt Disney was a shrewd businessman, just like Disney is now. I feel like he would be opposed to the gays. Probably would be. I think he was a Christian. (laughs) But he'd definitely approve, you know, buying Fox and you know doing all this other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, like like buying Fox, getting Marvel and Lucasfilms and all that. Although those were much older acquisitions. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, at least growing uh, them all over in the process as well. 
I mean, <laughs> they kind of saved Marvel. <laughs> so yeah, it makes sense. Though, like Marvel has really flourished under Disney. Though I can't actually say. I mean, Walt Disney is also probably like because most of the time I've heard about Walt Disney is like. You know, Two Face. You know, he was a, a great yeah. person and a terrible person at the same time. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good and bad things about him. Like really great things about Walt Disney and really terrible. Like there's just no middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, moving on, we gotta yeah, get to this um, movie. <laughs> I mean. I can summarize a lot of this quick. But first, let me just point out what I was going with was Jim, you know, just like, I want a watermelon in a flicking br uh, blizzard. It's like, he's just like, well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, I can't get pregnant, but if, uh, if, like, I had been born female, and I was pregnant, and I had a husband who would like actually walk out into the snow and go buy me a f got, buy me some fucking watermelon. That, that's a keeper. It, uh, yeah, like I would know for sure he was a keeper. <laughs> and then, oh, and I love the um, the baby shower scene. Uh, good thing there was no um, forest being burned back then. Oh God, gender reveals got bad. <laughs> Though, actually, that was before um, gender reveals were even a thing, because they, because back then, you could only know what they, what gender it was when it was born. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if that's just what the movie portrayed, or if that's actually completely accurate. I mean, it's the 1950s, so I don't fucking know. I don't know, I don't I might, know how I long might you've been it later. Yeah, it's like, because it's ultrasound stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but I love how, you know, ladies with, you know, the girls are all talking about the, um, you know, dresses. And it's like, well, screw this. I'm just going to go with the guys. And the guys are just doing, like, other random shit. It's like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the baby is born. And I find it interesting how the dog uh, lady flinches at the reaction, mostly because of, you know, what the tramp has said. And yeah. she probably thinks, oh, it's all setting in by now. But what Jim does is actually let her see the baby, which, by the way, like, not animated properly. There is two different art styles in that scene, and I do not like that. <laughs> It wasn't something I particularly noticed. Oh no, I wholeheartedly noticed how the baby was not anim like not even drawn like everything else in the movie. They took All a right. picture of a baby and it's like, yeah, just slap that shit right there. That's the good shit. <laughs> hey, well, this is in the nineteen fifties, so And then, 
I mean, we've come a long way with animation since then. Oh, yeah. Like Pixar, like back in 2018, Pixar did Toy Story 4, and there was basically a photorealistic cat in an animated movie. Like shit, get shit's crazy now. Very true. Also, um, the parent, uh, the the adults sleep for five seconds. And then we get, we are Siamese, if you please. Yeah, and I think from what like I, I think from what you were saying that that's part of the reason why, yeah. like those cats are part of the reason why, uh, Disney had to put that thing up. Yeah, these cats caused a lot more damages than um just to the house. Oh yeah. They caused, they caused Disney um, some rep representation points loss. I don't know. They they caused Disney some problems. Very much so. I'll be honest. I actually do kind of like the song though. And I yeah, like I, I said, actually, I'm not really a fan of most of the musical numbers. I've actually played this song on my clarinet. It's actually. I mean, it's also like really easy too but like I yeah don't know, guys if you didn't guys if you didn't know lily is squidward i will come to alabama and and find you <laughs> <laughs> god damn it now that's in the podcast forever <laughs> yep <laughs> hey guys if you know any uh want to compare uh, so on that place, pianoist. I would love that in the comments. <laughs> yeah, but I'm probably better than them. <laughs> yes, I'm better than Squidward. Squidward can't even get on key. Yeah, but Squidward's also the most well-known clarinet player. He presses random notes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Curb stomp him any day. Anyway, um, so then we have this entire scene of where, and let's be real, the tramp is trying to help with, um, after she gets, um, what the, I keep trying to say collar, but I muzzle. Yeah. And the tramp is trying to help, but she ends up getting captured and taken to the pound. Though, and I love the tramp. He's just as sly as they come. Actually, just before that, there's this scene where they're kind of like on a date for some reason. And like, for some reason, I remember that scene. Well, and why shouldn't you? Like, no, like for some reason, like I remembered that scene before going back to watch it. And it was the only scene in the movie that I had remembered. Here's the thing, though. It makes complete sense why you remembered it. Why? Because this that one scene, probably the most popular scene of the entire movie, and that basically uh, spawned the entire, um, you know, spaghetti-eating thing. You know, have, like, two, two of the characters eating it together okay <laughs> like that actually inspired a lot of cinema 
But anyway. Saying that out loud, actually, two dogs eating spaghetti inspired a lot of movies going forward. Just, just think about that. Anyway. Oh, as also, um, the tramp does actually, uh, cover up, um, like, what the, um, person said, like, said in Italian, saying, he doesn't speak English that well. That also could have been a reason why it got flagged as the, um, one of the movies has the disclaimer. Just yeah, that, 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 that makes sense too. That makes sense too. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that either until we got to this point. But ultimately, why it got the disclaimer is probably a snowball effect of everything you know the movie did. <laughs> yeah, because in particular, the dogs in the pound were like a lot of them were stereotypes. Stereotypes on where their breed came from, I believe. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't know dog breeds. No, I, I read that off an article. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, continue. Uh, well, like, after the day, the uh, uh, lady gets captured, taken to the pound, uh, where she learns about all the tramps past lovers, I guess. Then she eventually gets freed and taken back to... Uh, her home. I know it wasn't implied like this because, well, this was the 1950s. I could totally see um, the tramp being bisexual. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, okay, so um, she eventually gets taken back to her home where she's put in a doghouse outside, spies a rat uh, going into the baby's room, and uh, tramp goes in to, you know, try to get the rat out, the chain tying her to the doghouse breaks, and she manages to go in as well. They kind of wreck the baby's room a bit and knock over the crib. Um, so apparently rats are universally heated. Good. They deserve it. I don't know what rats would need to do with the baby, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I would expect but, it to go in the kitchen. Just me, though. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> yeah, so Aunt Sarah calls the pound, um, and I think it's, like, roughly at this moment that Jim and whatever the wife's real name is shows up. Yeah. Um... A very interesting uh, coincidence in timing. Yeah. For dramatic effect or something. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And then, you know, it's found that, oh, there's a rat. And um, then Jock, Trusty, and Lady stop the uh, carriage that's taking... Uh, the tramp, yeah. Yeah, the tramp to the pound. Um, and Trusty gets injured. Yeah, Trusty gets injured in the process. They made it... Sort of seemed like he died, and I was like, no, that didn't seem like it had enough force to kill him. Knock him out, sure. Break his leg, I can believe it. But I definitely didn't think he was dead. 
honestly, I don't even think I don't even think I thought it was dead when I was young and first watching it. That that's how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it just I think it just broke his leg, and like either the impact knocked him out, knocked him out, or he passed out from the pain. Probably impact. Um, and then we get back to Christmas. The aunt has delivered treats for Christmas. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like they've un like discovered all of what she did, and well, let's just say there's no more babysitting from her anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and, and that's probably where the second movie picks up. Yeah. Which we will not be covering because you did not add that to the wheel. I'm not adding that to... Uh, you would have to add that to wheel if it's going to be added. Or on a, Yeah, I'm not adding it. Unless when we get to um, like our new plan on uh, the wheel with the um, 20th edition um... A fan could add it, but... Oh, yeah, because we added a spoke to the wheel where we take requests, and for now, it's just going to be requests from people we know. Um, if we ever get a Patreon, then it could be you, but we're not famous enough for a Patreon. <laughs> you would get um, approximately zero dollars from that if we started. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, you know, it... Of course, like, um, we'd probably, what we'd probably do is, like, whenever the wheel landed on the request thing, I'd immediately put up, like, a, a YouTube community post, which I'm not even able to use right now. And then, like, people would comment what they would want us to cover. Mm. Because, of course, you know, that thing where we where it lands on the wheel would be recorded weeks in advance probably oh yeah so yeah and we'd basically just pick whatever the top comment was but you know this is just speculation about what we'll do in the future if we ever get bigger <laughs> true but yeah anyway um, moving on honestly um I have a lot of memories of this. Now, my earliest memories would probably be I watched a whole lot of DVDs on my, um, you know, I had like this um, mini DVD player I would just bring everywhere. That that was that was my life, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. See, like I had a TV in my room, and I had one of those um, things that's like a DVD player and a VC. Uh, and a VCR in one. Uh. And um, I used to watch a lot of stuff on that. And I think I watched this movie a couple of times. And I hated it. So I just didn't bother going back to it. Yeah, no, my days have, were probably stuffed with um, DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh my god, lot. Um, my god, I forgot... It's the one with blue or whatever. Uh, 
Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? No, wrong, wrong Blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the main character in that is called Blue. Yeah, um... Blue's Clues? <laughs> oh, hey, no, the, uh, we're still on Disney properties. Oh, okay. Um, um Tailspin. I don't know. I've never even heard of that. First, I need to make sure um, it's, it exists, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, Tailspin. Um, like, all of these are, like, 1990s cartoons. Um, it's kind of weird that your days were filled with that, considering you were born in the 2000s. My parents got me hooked. I mean, that's why they're all, um, you know, DVDs. Yeah. They were all selling right. them at so, Costco. So, um, if there's nothing else about this movie, do you want to go ahead and give your rating? I feel like there's something burning I want to say. I mean, um, the visuals are okay, especially for the time period. Um, the score was really good. Um, don't give yeah, I, it, don't give pets as gifts or responsibilities. And um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, rating. You know, I haven't done my rating first in, in a while, so I guess I should. Um, God, I want to say May around the 8 point. Um, I'll just snuff it with an 8.4. Oof. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm giving this movie a 6.3. Fair enough, yeah. Obviously, I have way more positive memories about this movie than I really yeah. should. <laughs> I feel like this movie is just okay. Whereas 101 Dalmatians, I felt, was like kind of bad. Yeah. And, and it's not just the dog thing. Like, there will be a dog movie that we cover in the future, and you know what? I'm gonna keep it secret for now. There will be a dog movie that we cover in the future that I adore. And all I will say, all I will say about it, to just kind of give you guys a hint, is that it's a book-to-movie adaptation. Uh, there are so many book-to-adaptation um, dog films, and there's a few that come to mind. I can't remember the name, and I hope it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that but, got, like, so many um, iterations of that. Jesus Christ. It's about <laughs> This one's not about a chihuahua. Oh, yeah, chihuahuas. Mine, mine is asleep. Okay, so uh, I think it's time to spin the wheel. So uh, spinning and spinning and spinning. Wally! Yes! Finally, we get to do a Pixar movie. <laughs> uh, and I actually, I have to like reorganize it, but this is probably my favorite, if not like top three to five. And it's also one of the pillars of the Pixar theory. Because um, like the Pixar movie, just uh, bleh, the Pixar theory just can't exist without Brave Wally and Monsters, Inc. <laughs> 
I feel like if you cut mm-hmm. out any other Pixar movie, you know, the Pixar theory is not too damaged, really. But you cut out Brave or Wally or Monsters Inc., the Pixar theory doesn't exist. Well, um, since I've talked about more about the movie, I want to do the outro. Um, I've been Lily. That's it. That's been Avery. And this is my dog, Chuck. And we'll see you for next episode. Goodbye. I'm Wally. <laughs>